Solo Perfect. Welcome to the 75th Chamber, this is Mike. Today we're going to have a great show for you today. Of course, the hot topic is the coronavirus. So I will be talking about new things that are coming out about that, and I have some guests calling in later on. If you would like to be a guest in a future show, please get in touch with me on my Facebook, 75th Chamber. You might have seen this next story in the news very quickly. In December, Taiwan alerted WHO of atypical pneumonia cases that were reported in Wuhan, China. Taiwan knew immediately that it wasn't SARS, but however, samples were still under examination, and they wanted WHO's explanation, and if they had any cases under isolation or treatment. The World Health Organization and China ignored Taiwan's questions on the matter. WHO claims that Taiwan never got in touch with them? Taiwan says that WHO and the Chinese CDC both refused to provide adequate information that could have potentially prepared the government for the impact of the virus sooner. That's something that I can believe since China didn't let the rest of the world know that they did have an epidemic going on at the time. The tensions between Taiwan and WHO caused President Trump to pull funding from WHO, a UN agency. The director of WHO was put into that position by China. China worked very hard to get other UN nations to vote for him to run that agency. He is treated and paid very well by the Communist Party. I suggest that you look him up and read into his past. Because he is so close to the Chinese Communist Party, he agrees that China is doing a great job and has become a global leader in fighting this virus. Now there's probably some people out there that might not know, and I understand, and they're asking, well, what the hell does Taiwan have to do with this? Even though the Taiwan has its own president, they're seeking independence from China. China hates this idea, and each time that Taiwan decides to throw on elections, China threatens to invade. Not only that, but each time Taiwan wants to do anything on its own, China threatens to invade. A Chinese invasion on Taiwan would be a bloodbath, and it would put China on a world stage and make them look worse than what they are. It would be an unprovoked invasion, and sanctions would ruin their economy. Not helping Taiwan and allowing a virus to plague the country and kill hundreds of thousands of people is a little bit easier than going to war. It doesn't put direct blame on China. Or does it? Now that we know who runs who. Right now is a bad time to reconstruct who. They need to do that when this is all over. But for now, I think that they need to fire the director. And when looking for a new director, China should not have a vote. In fact, China should not have a vote for anything that has to do with human rights. One of the biggest violators of human rights on this planet, and they ran the Human Rights Council in the UN. It's a little fucked up. China and who knew about this virus a month before it was made public. And because of that, we need to lead a charge to punish them. 
when you look at things, no one really knows about this coronavirus. From doctors to scientists, they're dumbfounded. The story of what this virus is changes every week as they study it. And although many cases are similar, different regions have different studies and outcomes. For example, at one time they said that the virus lived on surfaces for seven days. But scientists in Japan saw that it was living on surfaces for 27 days. In some regions, the IRO number is a little higher than others. Every study will have a separate theory. But what makes one theory a conspiracy theory? At one time, it was considered an outlandish conspiracy theory that this came out of a Wuhan lab. And now, the truth is, it came out of a Wuhan lab. Now, who was protecting that Wuhan lab but the World Health Organization? On January 14th, they tweeted, Preliminary investigations conducted by the Chinese authorities have found no clear evidence of human-to-human -human transmission of the coronavirus identified in Wuhan, China. That turned out to be a lie. And China knew at that time, after a month of battling with this virus, that it was a pandemic. Now, who else is protecting China? in that Wuhan lab. Many news sources are posting now that the virus did come from the Wuhan lab. But if you post any of those stories on Facebook, you get a warning for spreading fake news. But wait, it gets better. Facebook announced that a notice will be sent to users who have clicked on, reacted to, or commented on posts featuring harmful or false claims about the coronavirus after they've been removed by moderators. Facebook will also then direct you to a site where WHO lists and debunks virus myths and rumors. Again, WHO determines that these are, in fact, conspiracy theories? Who sits back and flags the story about the virus coming out of Wuhan, China? Well, Facebook hired an independent fact-checker. Her name is Danielle Anderson. She works for Duke's University NUS Medical School Lab in Singapore. She also contributes to science feedback. That's what Facebook is using to determine what is false information. But here's the best part. She is a scientist that works at the Wuhan lab. And why does she think that it's fake news that the virus came from there? Well, she says it's impossible that they would be sloppy because they are very careful. I shit you not, that's what she said. So if you look at the bigger picture, China is in the U.S. censoring stories about their own fuck-ups. And Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook is contributing to misinformation. It is incredible how much of a stranglehold China has inside the United States. They even have their paws in Twitter. You see that lady Anderson worked with a Dr. Peng Zhao, a Wuhan scientist experimenting on a bat coronavirus. Now, if you mention that scientist's name, you get banned off of Twitter. What else is China control in this country? And when are we going to wake up and take control of ourselves? The U.S. is working so closely with a communist country, we're beginning to adopt communist traits. And I feel slowly the U.S. public is waking up to that.
All right, so right now I have my friend Erica on the phone. She's from North Jersey, and I'm going to ask her some questions about the situation that's going on in there. So, Erica, how's it look out there? Are the people staying calm, or are they just going crazy? Um, well, a few weeks ago, I would say it was pure chaos. Um, there was nothing in the grocery stores, nothing on the shelves. People were out panicking. As of current times right now, as far as today goes... It is a lot calmer. Um, there are still people that are out and about. There is a stay-at-home order, um, but not as many people that are, I guess, panicking. So there are more things on the shelves, but uh, still not a great outlook. So how fast are they stocking up the shelves? Uh, it seems to be fairly consistent. We go to the, try to go to the grocery store like once every two weeks, if possible, to try to stretch it. Sometimes it's just hit or miss, really. I mean, sometimes we'll luck out and they're just restocking part like the frozen foods. That seems to be one of the harder things to get um, as far as, you know, food-wise. Produce is pretty scarce. They're not really stocking as much as I'd like to see on produce. Uh, and then cleaning supplies are pretty much non-existent. It's really hit or miss with that. So not very quickly. Like I would say as soon as they stock things up, people are still buying, you know, at a steady amount. So. All right. Do they have uh, limitations on how many people can go in the stores? Like over here, we have about 100 people are allowed in the store at a time. Do you see that there? Uh, certain stores do. Different towns are different. Uh, I only encountered one grocery store by me that was pretty much doing a line out the door. So I guess they were just monitoring how many people were coming out as opposed to how many people they would allow in. And people were standing about six feet apart in the line. But the ones by me presently, I bet, like I said, I've only seen that one. And I've been to about like four different grocery stores by me. But I do know that there are some local towns from friends and family that they are doing that more consistently um so i think it's only gonna pick up in the future now one thing i see in the stores is they put down tape you know uh, mm -hmm. to to separate the people social distancing do you see that there yes yeah and pretty much every store i mean i haven't really gone into 7-elevens really i think there is tape on a 7-eleven floor from the one that i did go into last week uh the grocery stores i do notice they do have tape there but as far as any other stores, like pharmacies here, they're not even letting you in the door to do that. They, mm -hmm. You have to call ahead of time with a uh, payment method, and they just hand it to you basically out the door. You could have it delivered. So, yeah, I would say pretty much the stores that I've been into all do have the tape on the floors. Okay, one more thing is what about people protecting themselves wearing masks, rubber gloves, full body condoms, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, it's more prevalent now than it's ever been. It's kind of rare to see somebody not wearing a mask. I don't really take notice of gloves. I mean, I personally wear gloves, and I do notice that there are some people that wear gloves, but it's not something I typically look at. <laughs> more so, when I'm going into a store, I make sure that the people I'm walking past do have masks on so i do notice as far as this past week when i went to the store there's a lot more people wearing protective coverings than there were a couple weeks ago you know people three weeks ago would kind of look at you like you're crazy if you were in the store with a mask you know thinking they had to avoid you and now it seems like it's the opposite that if you're not wearing a mask uh, they look at you a little bit like you're crazy so uh it is becoming more common i mean there's a lot of stores that they will not even let you in without a mask around here now really so yeah there's uh, quite a few grocery stores that are doing that you have to have some sort of protective covering on your face um some places will give you gloves if you don't have gloves 
I haven't found that personally, but I have talked to a few friends and family members that do go to grocery stores and they won't, they'll turn you away at the door if you don't have a mask on. So do you think that um, people are calming down a little bit? I do think that people are calming down um, as far as racing to the store and scrambling to get things. I think people are more aware that, okay, they will get things back in stock. Um, like I said, it is hit or miss. Like sometimes you can go to the grocery store and all meat and produce will be there, you know, canned goods and stuff like that. And then the next week you go, the shelves are really barren. Um, so I, I do see a lot of people as far as like, even myself, grocery store hopping where if, you know, they have nothing at one store, you'll go have to go to a different store, you know, for your weekly trips. But, um, I do think for the most part, it has calmed down for sure. Okay, what do you think about him reopening the country right now? Do you think that it's a smart move or a bad move? Oh, that, I think that would be a horrible move. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. I'm afraid that doing so is just going to make the spread even worse. Mm-hmm, exactly. All right, well, how are you doing mentally? Mentally, I mean, I'm pretty much unfazed. I went through the motions of stocking up on really anything as far as essentials that I could, as far as dry goods and emergency supplies and masks and, um, you know, just food in general. Um, so I do think I do have like a pretty good stockpile as far as that stressor is going. Um, as far as anything else, I mean, I, I work from home anyways. So uh, thankfully, I am still working um, with my company. They're still up and running. Um and I was always the kind of person that would kind of stay home and say to myself anyways. So really the only difference for me is just having to go to the store, wear a mask, be, you know, wipe down any packages, you know, stuff like that. But I think all in all, it's, it's not too bad as far as like a mental state, you know, as far as what it could be. All right. Now, you're in one of the worst states in the country right now, New Jersey. So yeah. what would you tell other people that are freaking out in other states? Um, I would say probably just be very careful. Take the right precautions. Um, I don't think it's going to get this bad in other states. I mean, I think the numbers will climb. But I think the stay-at-home orders is really, you know, a good idea. And I think it will slow the spread. And, you know, there's still truckers on the road. There's still, you could still get things online. And, you know, I don't think it's, it, there's a need for panic right now. The only thing that I would say is worth getting upset or, or panicking about is if your job happens to get closed down because of it you know but even in that case um if you're working on the books you know you can get unemployment and it is you know at least some sort of steady income but as far as anything else i don't think it's a need for absolute panic at the moment okay now for everyone out there that's bored shitless what have you been doing while you're locked up uh well aside from working from home i mean i try to do different things every day like one day I'll organize, one day I'll, you know, go outside and I'll garden a little bit, um, you know, just kind of stuff like that. I, I got some at-home workout sort of stuff. I got a bunch of new video games in the mail uh, for my PS4. I got some board games and card games and stuff like that that I'll play with people in the house. Um, I mean, really, that's, that's really all we can do right now. I know a lot of people that'll go out for a walk. I'm not totally comfortable doing that because I do see a lot of people out and walking and, um, I know there was some mention on the news that with heavy breathing, they weren't really sure as far as the transmission of the virus, you know, if it's really smart to be, you know, um, 
at like a sort of track or anything like that. So, I mean, other than that, that's really all we can do <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. To keep up. Well, Erica, you've been a great friend of mine for a long time. I want to thank you, and uh, we will talk soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You take care. It's sad, but it's good to hear what other people are seeing in their states, cities, and towns. At the same time, you want to hear their opinion on the situation. We don't all always have to agree, but we have to respect each other because we're all going through the same shit right now. We're going to read about people that want to open up the country, and we're going to read about people that feel that we need to stay closed up for a little while longer. And I hope that the governors of each state make the right decision. I do fear that in the summer, people are going to be so stir-crazy from cabin fever that they're going to venture out and think that the virus is over or that it has weakened. And this could actually start an early second wave. A lot of people are ignorant and they don't believe that there's going to be a second wave. Japan lifted its first state of emergency on March 18th. They felt that they contained the outbreak at that time. Now, less than a month later, they're imposing a second state of emergency due to a second wave. Now, this is a question that everybody should ask themselves. Is that actually a second wave? Or did they lift the state of emergency too early? In my opinion, they lifted it too early and people went out and got infected. Now, China, as we know, is not forthcoming with their numbers, and we are hearing from the inside that they actually see more cases. A second wave or lifted too early? I think the world's eyes need to be focused on Japan and to see how they handle this at this time. Like I said in my last episodes, the Spanish flu, the second and third waves, were the most deadliest. So we cannot let our God down at any point in time. You see, this virus isn't going to be eradicated off the planet. It's going to continue coming around and coming around, maybe seasonally, yearly. It's going to continue infecting people. It's going to kill people. It's going to operate like the flu. And in time, when you get the virus, your body is going to build up antibodies to fight it off. But there are those people that will still fall victim like they do the seasonal flu. So something the CDC isn't talking about is how to boost your immune system to fight off viruses. In fact, I don't think they want you to know how to do that because it hurts the vaccine agenda. Now, legally, I can't sit here and say that there is a vitamin that's going to cure you or prevent you from getting this virus. There is no treatment to this virus. But it won't hurt to eat healthier, drink more water, and look into supplements that help the immune system. Research what's best, but please talk to your doctor before you start a vitamin regimen. Some people feel that they can just toss down a bunch of vitamins and it's okay, it's safe. It's not. You have to have the correct dosage. Not having the correct dosage can hurt your body. So please talk to your doctor and ask him or her how you can boost your immune system naturally. 
All right, so right now I have my friend Rita. She's from Maryland. They have about 1,800 cases over there. Rita, how you doing? I'm doing good. So while you're out in the stores, do you see a lot of social distancing? Yes, actually, um, a lot of the stores have been recently, like this weekend, have started doing social distancing to get into the store, and they're only allowing um, a limited amount of people in the store at a time. Do they have a limited amount of items per person? Yes. And do they do they have, like, tape on the floor to keep people distanced? Yeah, by the registers, they have tape on the floor. Uh, one of the stores actually had a sign saying, one way, you can only walk one way. You couldn't, like, go back through other aisles. Do you see, like, cashiers, managers, and other people wearing masks and gloves and so on? I do. And what about food shortage? Do you see any food shortage? Um, there's been a lot of shortages on, like, milk, eggs, bread, um, flour was a big one. We haven't found flour in about two weeks or so. Now, the big thing is the mystery is toilet paper. Where's all the toilet paper? Can you find any? <laughs> um, I've actually, the past couple times that I went, like, when this all started, I actually did find toilet paper. But, really? I mean, maybe it was just being lucky with the time that we went, but, um, yeah, fortunately, we don't use... 20 rolls of toilet paper a day (laughs) right right have you done any online shopping um i have not so do you think people are still panic shopping out there i think some people are um as the like cases are growing in maryland i think more people are having to stay home and so i mean there's still people that are starting to panic shop is what i think right so trump says that he wants to open up the country by the end of the month or the beginning of the next month do you think that's a wise thing to do i honestly i don't think so even um our governor in maryland um larry hogan he is declaring from monday start actually starting yeah monday that um if you're going to the grocery store you have to have a mask on if you're leaving your house So I don't think that it would be smart to open the country if people are still implementing having a mask on when you leave the house. Right. I was just talking to my friend in New Jersey, and she was saying the same thing, that they're making people put on masks. It's funny, over here in Saugus, Massachusetts, I've been hearing that a Walmart is just letting as many people in as they can. Do you think they're just doing that because they're losing money from this lockout? I think it could be a possibility, but I also think that um, a lot of people aren't taking it as seriously as it as it is. Um, When this all first started, I wasn't really taking it seriously until I heard stories. I've seen people. I've actually had family members who have gotten the virus. And that's when it kind of hit me that, hey, this is something kind of serious. A lot of people still aren't taking it as seriously as they should be. Right. Do you have a lot of people that you know that are working at home right now or got laid off? Um, I think it's like an even mix. I know that um, a lot of people are working from home, but a lot of jobs they have to stay at, they, they don't have a job right now. So, like, I haven't been laid off, but I'm temporarily out of work, and it, it just kind of sucks. Yeah. When you're out, do you see a lot of people with masks? I do. If there was a vaccine tomorrow, would you take it? I would probably take it, yeah. When do you think this will all end? Hopefully within a couple months or so, like, no more than two months, hopefully. Okay, now I'm asking everybody, what have you been doing while you're locked up? A lot of sleeping, uh, watching TV. Um, I plan on, like, redoing my entire room, just repainting it, just trying to find little things to keep myself busy. And this past weekend, I've probably been cooking a lot, so just helping out where I can. My mom's actually working from home, so having her at home is kind of like, you know, we can help her do things while she's working. Like, you know, if she's 
on her lunch, then we can, like, you know, whip up something for her to eat, things like that. So it's just little things I'm doing, trying to keep myself busy. Good, good. Well, I thank you for coming on and talking, and we will talk more again. Maybe you can come on another show. All right, no problem. All right, thank you. Dr. Luke Montagnier, a Nobel Prize winner for his discovery of the HIV virus, and a very credible doctor within the community. We need to remember his name, because the way things work is when you speak out, you end up having an accident. And how is he speaking out? He is now saying that COVID-19 is a man-made virus. You see, the virus has an HIV sequence. The only way that you can put an HIV sequence within the virus is with very special tools. This doctor claims that the virus is a manipulated virus that was accidentally released from the laboratory in Wuhan, China. It is said that they were working on an AIDS vaccine with the coronavirus in the Wuhan lab. He also feels that the coronavirus under investigation that we see today may have come from a patient who was infected with HIV. But he says that there is a positive turn. According to him, the altered elements of this virus are eliminated as it spreads. But as that happens, there will be more deaths. Now, he doesn't really want to accuse China of anything, but he's hoping that the Chinese will admit to what he believes happened in their lab. Sadly, this genius of a man will now be seen as a conspiracy theorist. They will slander his name and all of his work, but I do suggest you look up his name and see exactly what he is saying. Alright, so I have a close friend from Massachusetts. She's actually my mother. You want to say hi? Hello, everyone. Alright, so what I'm going to ask you is, because I know that you can't go out because your immune system is lowered. What are some of the troubles that you're seeing for online shopping? Instacart, we have Peapod in Massachusetts, stuff like that. What are some of the troubles you're seeing? Well, right now, Peapod is unavailable. I mean, they're booked out for a month, and I think they closed up. Um, I do most of my shopping with Instacart, and I get only half of my order. There is no meat available. There is no produce, no paper goods. Most of the time, they have no hamburg. Of course, there's no toilet paper because uh, I don't know what's up with the toilet paper. That's gone. No wipes or anything like that. I had put in an order for $300, and uh, when it was all said and done, the guy handed me the receipt, and it came to $125, so that's how much was missing out of that. You didn't really look for anything, or they didn't have Uh, it? You know, I, I don't think they had it, because one of my neighbors had the same problem. She called me, and I actually asked her, because I thought the guy was just rushing through. But she said there was nothing on the shelves. Everything is pretty much gone. They're not restocking like they should. So I know about, you know, the way doctor's appointments are because you tell me everything. Can you explain to the people exactly how you actually go to the doctor now? Well, actually, they know my situation, and I have some great doctors. We do uh, either phone interviews or um, the, uh, the the video Um call kind of like a uh, skype and stuff like that yeah it was like skype 
And I was so grateful because I was going to call in and cancel. And they called me and this is uh, where, you know, they know my condition and uh, it's not safe for me to go out. So they did it that way. And I was so happy about that. And they're going to do it again next month. I'm very relieved about that. Now, do you and think that might be something of the future? You know, I, I would love it, you know. I would say they should do it, like, do it most of the time and let you come in the office maybe every six months and in between just do the video calling or by phone. I mean, they used to do it in the old days. You know, you call your doctor and he'll give you the answers over the phone. So it would be great. Now, um, in your reading and research, I know you do a lot of it. Do you feel that there's a food shortage happening in the Northeast? Well, if it's not a food shortage, it's definitely um, trucks not delivering. And uh, I think a lot of people are on strike, too. They, they just don't want to do, come in and do the job. They don't want to, you know, get sick. And I don't blame them in a way. So from what I've been reading is that farmers are actually um, throwing away produce because uh, nobody's there to pick it. So if they're doing that, then, of course, there's nothing to deliver. Yeah, but That might be a food shortage, but uh, I think it's more a delivery system than a food shortage. Why would they do that if China's buying up most of the, the produce? Well, I, I don't believe that's gone into effect yet. Uh, he just signed that with China, supposedly. So uh, I, I don't think it's going to happen anyways, not to the extent that he says. But right now, they have nobody to pick the crops, whatever crops there are. All right, so hold on. You, you're saying that there's nobody to pick the crops, so you think that the farmers are actually getting sick also? and uh, Not so much the farmers. I think it's the, uh, the uh, they're not letting people in because if you Mexicans come in and uh, they do the crops, right now they're not allowed in because of the virus. Oh, even so, the ones that have working visas? Yeah, uh, they have to be interviewed first, from what I understand, and uh, it's not happening fast enough. I see. So, uh, and that's, I think that's where the problem comes in with the empty shelves on the uh, produce part. But I think they just closed or will close Smithfield meat processing, that's going to present a problem because they make a lot of bacon and pork and stuff like that. So you will see a food shortage on that end of it. Well, you know. I was thinking the other day, Kayam is right in Chelsea, Massachusetts. Chelsea seems to have a huge issue with this virus. Right. They're actually locking down for 24 hours. It could go on longer. Do you think that that plant could be shut down also? Because they're, they're international. You know, it depends. I mean, they have uh, workers in the food business coming down with this virus, and it's not safe. So they might shut down, you know. Uh, I think that's going to happen to a lot of places. What they, They're saying this is going to uh, hit a peak, what, in about another week or two? That's quite something. So there might be more plants shut down. We will have a problem with, with meat. I was talking to uh, my daughter today, and uh, she lives in Pennsylvania. 
And she says that they're allowed only two pieces of meat, two packages of meat per customer. So, I mean, it's Easter. People are buying more than two packages of meat. It's, I don't know what's happening, to tell you the truth. You know, and I think it's going to get worse. I kind of got laughed at on Facebook when I mentioned rationing. Do you think that that would probably happen at some point? It might. You know, it, you never know. It might. If enough plants close up and there is nothing available, they, they're going to have to. No. And if you if you can buy only two packages of meat per customer, that's pretty much rationing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That that sounds like rationing, you know, a certain amount of items per person. And sounds right. like rationing to me. I mean, uh, people are still <laughs> panic shopping. If they did only a weekly shopping, it would be fine. I think the... Uh, the companies themselves are taking advantage of the customer right now. They're, I, I think they're just holding back. They're just not doing their job. And uh, I don't know the reasoning behind it, but there's something going on behind the scenes. Okay, and that's what I want to get into. So a lot of people do say that they might be hiding something from us. What do you think they could be hiding? I have no idea what they're hiding. It, maybe it has to do with the economy, that it uh, wasn't as good as what Trump said. All right, so do, do you trust Trump? Uh, you know, he's a good president, economics and stuff. Not everybody cooperates with him, so it's a lot of the stuff is out of his hands, and we don't know what's going on, that maybe they want to interfere with the election of some kind, you know? I, I don't know. Now, you watch his briefings every day. What's your opinion on it? My opinion, honestly, it's uh, too drawn out every day for an hour, hour and a half. It's the same thing every day. And I think it's more of a campaign speech than trying to calm the public. We're, we're all nervous. We don't know what this virus is and what it can do to us. And I don't think he's helping the situation too much, and neither are the doctors. So you don't I, think that they, he's actually helping to come? You think that he's causing more of... I, right. I think he's causing more panic than helping. I don't think it's necessary to insult the press or call other politicians' names. This is a pandemic. People are dying. And I think he's going overboard with that kind of stuff. Just, you know, put the people at ease and leave it at that. And uh, maybe have your, your press meetings uh, maybe once a week or something because it's a repeat. You might as well just put it on, uh, on repeat every day. It's the same thing he praises himself. And I voted for Trump. I thought he was doing a good job up until this year and i don't think he's he's doing a good job what could anyone what could anyone in power like him do to calm the people in your opinion i think the doctors only should talk about stuff that is actually proven like he pushes that the pill there it's a very dangerous pill the side effects are terrible you can't give that to everybody. He seems to be promoting that more and more. There's so many doses now that are coming in from India. Uh, they're being produced here. What is it called? Hydro... 
chloroquine, whatever. And uh, I think it's, um, it's a dangerous thing. Let the doctors talk. You don't need to be in there because it's, it's Trump talking, then you have Pence repeating the same thing. I want to hear from the specialists, the people that deal with infectious diseases. I don't want to hear political crap. I want to hear about facts and how this virus is and how it's progressing and how it's killing people. Yes, I couldn't agree with you more. And thank you for calling, and I will talk to you soon. Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the 11th episode. I want to thank all my guests for calling in, having a great discussion. Hopefully next month I can touch base with them again and see how things have improved. Please don't forget to check out the Facebook page, 75th Chamber, and spread the word. Share the podcast on your social media. I hope you all tune in next time, and I wish you all good health.